Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, will you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it I'm not really in the mood Well, come on and bleed and stall it Yeah, house hatcher I'm not a house hatcher We'll stall it for the crack We're gonna have a laugh How are you doing, everybody? I'm Grant, thanks for asking. Welcome to episode 83 of Stala. Stala is a Go Loud original podcast and it's very original. So original. How are you feeling? Me? Yeah. I'm feeling good. Are you? Yeah. You're looking well. Thank you. You've done something nice with your hair. I cycled in, so I call that a blow dry. You could have the key to hair products. The push ultimate hair product. Just go on the push bike. That's it. And it'll stay back for you. I actually, um, I blow dried. It's <laughs> so bizarre. So I blow dried uh, Ollie's hair this morning, and Ollie has real curly hair. It's the first time I ever did. I don't do that. It was just like, hey, okay. will I blow, will I blow dry your hair? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I blow dried his hair, and it just turned out like a perm, and I couldn't flatten it. So we went into the crash this morning with a full-on perm. <laughs> <laughs> There's something different about that child. <laughs> yeah, what's different about you today, Ollie? You look like an 80s rock star. Might be a new way of doing it then. And it's a perm. What about you? You're wearing a hat. I know. In spring. I know. It's you not like... just a cap, it's a... What would you call it? A beanie? A beanie hat, yeah. I got this in pennies for two quid, just saying it. Two euro? Two quid, yeah. How is that two euro? Like, how? No, it's like... How are you making a profit on that? <laughs> when I say something like that, or anything for that price... When I get to the till, I just feel like I'm. I'll just give you more. Mm. I'll, just, I'll give you. I'll give it a fiver. <laughs> on a tip, is there a tip system? Like <laughs> how do how does this operate here? It's like in McDonald's, the Euro Saver menu. It's obviously a marketing tool to kind of get you into the restaurant. But mm. I often look at that and I'm like, one Euro for six chicken nuggets. How are you making profit on that? How they you, make money everywhere, or like, but it's they can like, afford to make a Euro Saver menu with the turnaround. The bread, the beef, the onions, the gherkins, oh yeah. the, oh, sauce, onions. the manpower to make it, the electricity to make it, the paper they wrap it in. How are they making profit by charging a euro for that? Like, how is that profitable? I, I say, thanks very much. Thank you. I, I, I tip my hat to you, Ronald. Thank you, a euro. Thank you. I say, bring back the hamburger. <laughs> the hamburger is basically... Ronald McDonald, is he even... Yeah. You say I'm the odd thing. You have to be this height to enter in to the the slide, the playpen, the little playpen thing. I don't even think he's at the playpen stuff. I think he's gone. I think he's completely gone. McDonald's now fancies itself a bistro. <laughs> <laughs> Michelin. Like, it used to be all reds and yep. yellows and and whites and now it's blues, a bit, like a coffee shop feel. Yeah, like, the, the brown and the coffee beans on the walls and yeah, all like yeah, the, yeah. The, Artwork, like, yeah. So, like, just bring them back, will you? I Ooh. just want Ronald McDonald. I just want the hamburger to be on the wall. The hamburger was phased out in the early 2000s. Why? They just moved it He's on. He's not really PJ, is he? Some fella robbing a hamburger's bad image. <laughs> What's the crack with you anyway, man? Not a whole lot. Did you grow up too much over the last uh, week? Week. Um, you brought out a couple of bangers. I tried my best. A few sketches on your socius, soch, on the soch. I've done a Batman one. Mm. Um, and I got an email off DC. What? 
I swear to God, I wanted a wife for the podcast, I tell you. I got an email off DC and he just said, uh, yeah, uh, take that down, man. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, what? It just said, to whom it may concern, take that down, man. <laughs> Will you take that down? You have to make it a show of us there, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I reply going, do you know, like, uh, fucking, uh, like, uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm going to leave it up, sorry, DC. Sorry about you. I'd say you might have the same initials as me, pal. But you can't, <laughs> you can't have it. Uh, but yeah. But they did, uh, so to, they didn't good. email you? <clears throat> no. Oh, okay. No, it's good to get out and record something. You know, just sitting around the gaff doing nothing mm. and then waiting for the podcast. Just thought I'd say, do you know what? I'm going to create something. Get out there and make someone laugh. Get out there and make it happen. Because if you don't make it happen for yourself, it's not going to land at your mm. feet, son. But it's good to be busy, yeah? It is good to be busy, yeah. It's good to be busy. It's good to be out and about. It's good to be back. It's hard to get motivated though, isn't it, sometimes? Mm. It's hard to say, all right, you know what, I'm going to fucking do something. I need, I need, you ha- especially when yeah. you have to do something. Like, oh, if there's a dirty pile of clothes now building up in the corner of my bedroom. Like, you know you have to do something about that, but then you're like... And I'm just staring at it. It's like a standoff. Mm. I'm just like... Like a, like a Western. Yeah. That'd be a good song. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dirty pair of jacks there on back. <laughs> it's like a stare off, yeah. He was gonna draw force. And then I'm looking at the empty wardrobe, hoping that something just shows up that I can wear. Yeah. So I don't have to wash the clothes. I'm convinced I have no t shirts left. It takes no. me like an hour to find one. Is that why you're not wearing a top? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Just a jacket. Just a G <laughs> like that. It's kinda no. no, it's kinda sexy. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, yeah, there's just like so many clothes just bundled in my wardrobe. So I just wear the same ones every day. Moira got me like 50 hangers one day. <laughs> and now I have 50 garments on hangers and then everything else is just bunched in beside it. Yeah. Just like crammed just in. hangers like on their own. Yeah, and then no, no clothes no on the clothes hangers. On. <laughs> it's like when you go into a shop and like, do you want to keep the hanger? Like, no, God, no. <laughs> there's too many hangers in my house. Uh, hangers in my kitchen and everything in the, in the fridge I open my fridge and try there's hangers there hangers hanging in bit of meat hanging off the hanger yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a butcher's <laughs> I've got a a big slab of kebab meat rolling around on a hanger in the kitchen <laughs> under the UV light <laughs> a rotisserie chicken <laughs> you know when you buy a short from a shop like a nice short and then you bring it home and it's out, it's fresh out the packet but they have pins all over it. It's like a voodoo doll. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's pins in the shoulders holding the sleeves to the back and the, the, the collars and then stuff under the collar. You've more rubbish by the end of it. You wonder, how did that even get into the packet? Some businessman is just in his office. <laughs> and when you pull the pins out, he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's unfortunate, it's him. Is that all hand folded or is there a machine doing that? Like, that's a lot of pins a lot of the time. Like, for a nice short. I'd say it's, it's a machine. Because like, when you get them, they're very pressed and you mm. got the lines in them. But then you have to iron that out. I don't iron them. I wear them straight out of the packet. You want people to know this is brand new. Man. I'm walking around look, with, with angles <laughs> like a Ru- I look like a Rubik's Cube walking around. <laughs> <laughs> angles coming out of everywhere. Pointy shoulders. That's what they call me. Oh, that, that's group. because you kept the hanger on it. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just dig it into your neck. <laughs> it's a good look. Gives me a good shape. I went, I went to a a wedding on the weekend. Did you? I did. Why yeah. didn't you tell me? I'm telling you now. You should have texted me and told me you were going to that. I just told <laughs> <Imagine> <laughs> it's like, Yeah, man, where are you? And I got wedding. Why didn't you tell me that? You fucking give me a heads up, man. 
How was the wedding? The wedding was really nice, but before the before the wedding, um, I went to the spa, and I it just reinforced me disdain for spas. I just I don't like them. Do you know? I just really don't like spas. We paid extra for a mud treatment. Okay, so what do you think of when you think of mud treatments? Did they just rub a load of muck all over you? Not even. So in my head, I was thinking of a bath that was full of mud yeah. and you lie neck deep in it. They get you into this room, which is just like a shower, a shower room that can fit two people. And you sit down and they say, all right, this is a moisturizer, this is an exfoliator, and then this is mud, and then this is whatever. Um, so we put the exfoliator on and it's like rubbing yourself with sandpaper. I felt like a skirting board getting sanded down. <laughs> I thought someone was going to come in and paint me. <laughs> we done the exfoliator. That was painful. I was red raw. And then there was like a, then you're supposed to hose yourself down. The water was freezing cold. If I was drinking it, it would hurt me teeth. Like it's so fucking cold. And then after that, oh, so we got into a hot shower. They had a hot shower. So we got into the hot shower to, to, to wash it off. And then I, I put on the mud. So the mud is a small cup. It's in it's a it's like mala, like that has been boiled down in a small jar. You dip your hand in and you're supposed to put the muck all over you. There wasn't enough in it for the for two of us. Because it was just a tiny little jar of dirt. I mean it's dirt. It's dirt. That can't be expensive. <laughs> just give us two of what you're giving us now. I'm sure that'd be enough. So then after that, there's supposed to be a tropical rain. That falls from the ceiling and that will wash off the... It's just a shower. The muck. It's a shower. But again, it was freezing. It was bitter and I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then I legged it out and then like muck all over me, running across the spa back into the hot uh, shower. And then I rinsed that off me. And I'm looking at my trousers and she, she said to me that it doesn't stain. Specifically. I don't even know why she said that. So like I didn't even ask but she said to us that I didn't stain and I was wearing white trousers with, with some stripes on it. I was wearing white uh, shorts not trousers. I didn't go into the white trousers. Ah, <laughs> were the trousers on. White trousers? Yeah and I was still wearing the hanger. <laughs> she said that it didn't stain and all of this muck is stained. It stained me man and it's brown and I'm wearing white shorts and it just looked like I shit myself. It just looked oh. like I had brown all over me, me jocks. And I'm not even coming from the, the spa room place. Like I'm coming from just the shower with brown jocks. <laughs> this is a massive ordeal for uh, for something that's supposed to relieve you of stress. I know. Yeah, no, I'm not a big, not a big fan of spas in general. Jacuzzis are nice. Is that a spa thing? And actually, I don't really think... Uh, a hydration pill. Usually spas have them. Hydration pill? Is that just that's, that's a pool? It's a pool that's full of bleach. Is it? Well, the one I was in. What? It's it just like, my eyes were watering with the bleach. <laughs> chlorine. I chlorine. Think, I think you were in the kitchen or something, were you? You were in the... There's a man in the kitchen. <laughs> it was me. Uh, like, it was just like an intense feeling of bleach. Were you washing yourself in a mop bucket? Yeah. Okay. At the wedding, I... Uh, I always find it weird or kind of interesting that dinner functions, not even weddings, but at dinner functions, there's like bottles of wine, the drink is flowing and then like it's the starters and the main course and everyone's pouring one, you a couple of points in, you a couple of glasses of wines in and then at the end they give you dessert and they're like, 
coffee or tea? Like, no, no. Imagine like you don't go to the pub and then at the end of the night say, actually, I'll have a cappuccino as well, please. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, give us uh, two yoga bombs, <laughs> uh, four sambucas. Uh, John, what, what do you want? Do you want, do you want the cappuccino? You do? Uh, two cappuccinos. <laughs> Here, um, another way, like me and Amy are organizing, organizing a wedding and uh, I'm broke. Um, mm. we, we were looking at like um, entertainment. I thought you were going to say uh, an appeal. Yeah. <laughs> we were looking at doing an appeal. I was going to fundraise Go fund me. Any chance. We were looking at entertainment, you know. Mm. And Amy just has the phone out all the time. She's looking at uh, different acts and stuff. You can get like magicians and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we don't need any of that. Like, please stop. And she was looking please, at these, dr- these drummers. And I was like, no, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at these drummers that were like, like really, really good, and they all come out and they're like, dun, 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 dun. they're putting this big show for like fifteen minutes, mm. two grand, two grand. It's just two grand. I said, I'll get a fucking tin whistle, and I'll get <laughs> get the spoons. Out. I'll get someone that plays guitar, and I'll get someone that plays the drums, and we go around. I'll get pots and pans, a hundred percent for nothing. Draw just you know, turn a biscuit tin upside down, and, and give me twenty quid, and then I go two and a half. Yeah, who the fuck was it? Two grand? That's Blue Man Group money. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? That's insane. I mean, it's... I know people that do pub gigs and they do the exact same set at a wedding and they charge five times the price just to do it at a wedding because they know that you still pay. Well, I mean, you can have no entertainment or you can pay us ten grand to have entertainment. Stick Netflix on. <laughs> Sounds like the drum. Yeah, just on repeat. <laughs> just repeat. What, what other entertainment were you looking at? Bagpipes. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking Scottish. Mm. Kilts and all. Oh, she's like, I think it'd be real nice to wear kilts, you know? I'm like, but no. I'll wear a suit. <laughs> Does she really I, want you to wear a kilt? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking wearing a kilt, right? I'm like, I don't want it. Oh. Then she's looking at teams, the colour team of the wedding, like, mm. and she's gone for like a fucking orangey kind of, not orange, like what, what, burnt orange, burnt, yeah, yeah, is that what it is, yeah, yeah, is that nice? It's like yeah, that colour, but maybe lighter, yeah, is that nice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What colour was yours? I didn't have a fucking colour team. What oh, colour was it? I'm fucked. Do you know what me and Ma- me and Maura, when we got married? <laughs> what colour? He said, what colour was it? What fucking colour was the wedding? I put them all in a room, get them a bit of dinner and tell them to fuck off home. <laughs> when we got married, we came into, you know what, the dinner part, the, oh, and now welcome the bride and groom. And then the bride and groom walks in and everyone stands up and goes, yay, you've been together for five years, but now he's married. And you do that and then you walk, you walk into the, the room. Where we, I got a, a loan of a bread truck pusher. Like if you were, if you walked in the supermarket, stuff that you would move the bread on, on it has wheels on it. It's just a platform. It's okay. just on the ground. So so Marla stood on that and then like draped her dress. It looked like she was over it. So it looked like she was floating. And we walked into the room to a whole new world by Aladdin. Like a whole new world. But we tried to. Pu- <laughs> I tried to push her into the. <laughs> I tried to push her into the room. But there was a lip on the door between uh, the room and us coming yeah. in. Uh, I was trying to push her in. It's like a whole new world. She's stuck on this lip, and I'm like, get over you, fuck! And that is, she fell. Yeah. 
She felt. <laughs> <laughs> and the person that was organising the wedding was having a, br- a nervous breakdown. Over this. Over this, yeah, yeah. She was worried about it in the first place. She's like, I don't know if, if our insurance cover- covers this. And I'm like, it's grand. Like, she's not going to fall. I'm just going to get her over the ramp. But then she <laughs> fell. Look at the picture, man, the corner. I'm just going, get the soup out. Get the soup out. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the act, everyone. It's part of the act. Get the fucking soup out. <laughs> Take a coffee, take a coffee, yeah. <laughs> Shitting himself. Is there anything else that you have planned for your wedding? I really would consider just going to Vegas for a holiday and then getting a quick one. I mean, you don't even have to go to Vegas. Yeah. You just go down to the 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 centre. What's the centre called? Ranch. Ranch's Town Shopping Centre and go get married, get, get married in Abracababra. Is there one in there? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there should be. If there's not, there should be in Abracababra. Gone off milk freaks me out. Yeah. Why does it go lumpy? Do you know who you look like? Um, Brad Pitt. Close. You look like a man that could break a few records. I reckon you have. I reckon you could break a, a Guinness Guinness I, record. This is an interesting one. Back in, I don't know what it was, maybe about 2004, every Christmas we get a Guinness Book of Records uh, for Christmas like whatever it was that year we get it and we read in the book the longest that somebody spun a basketball on the finger was 18 minutes so my brother said and he was good at spinning the basketball on his finger he spun it on his finger then for about 25 minutes but like we it wasn't like there was no adjudicated one there. it wasn't yeah. adjudicated so obviously he never went in we actually sent an email off he uh, did saying, do it we did, he, he we did. Did. I swear <laughs> we swear <laughs> <laughs> I swear my man's life like. <laughs> fucking I was there like. swear in the bible swear down man swear down imagine that fucking did <laughs> and I just replied to saying what do you think you could break a record one that always intrigued me was the longest fingernails mm. do you ever see the length of uh, what, I don't know what the, the length are I want to be able to check that I think but my god I think I could do with my toenails because they're Which, already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> At least then your shoes would probably need to be a size 11. I want to see the holes in my socks. <laughs> I can't handle having long nails. I wouldn't be able to do mm. that. Even now they're a little bit longer than usual. But like, when you see them pictures in the Guinness Book of Records and they come out and they do it's circles. absolutely mad. They're like goat antlers. They look like a fucking roller coaster. So how could you do that? You can't pick that up. You wouldn't be able you wouldn't you, have your dinner. You wouldn't be able to go on your phone. You wouldn't be able to use your phone. <laughs> You'd have to use your nose. You'd scroll up with your nose. Like <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do one. You wouldn't be let on the bus. Oh. You wouldn't be able to tap a leap card. <laughs> you could, do you ever like just not cut your toenails for ages? Mm. And it just starts to hurt. They could not like that. Ingrown in, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I've never got to the point where it's like taking a little torn or a curve like well it gets to the point where like I need to cut them do you know that way yeah mine have there's one t- like my big toe on my right foot is starting to and I can't redirect it like how do you change you're like oh it's going there now eventually it'll come out the sides <laughs> and I don't know how to change it I can't I don't know how to say yeah somebody told me to cut a triangle down the middle and then the nail starts to grow towards the centre then so it kind of pulls away like a cat yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you could do that as a record. The first man to have calf fingers. 
I feel like that's been done. Didn't someone dress up as a cat or get got all yeah, the th- yeah, I think injections in their face? But did they have cat fingers? That's a good question. Does anyone know about this yet? Do you mean claws? Yeah, like cat, cat fingers. Cat fingers. <laughs> cat claws. <laughs> if you just, just cut your nails pointy. Oh. But don't use a fucking nail clippers because you just butcher them. Just use a little scissors. Biting your nails is a bad habit. I don't do that. But I do. But like not... I hung around with a fella years ago and he had... Fuck all nails. Like it was literally just stopped at the white circle bit. Oh. Do you know that like just there, like down the very end? Yeah. And then the rest is just skin. And we were like, will you stop <laughs> fucking biting them, man? And Jesus. he he tried to bite them and like there's nothing left. Literally nothing, mate. You'd look like your man from the hills have eyes. Yeah. Did you ever see his fingers? Oh yeah, Jesus. They're just they're just nubs. Because he didn't have any he had a condition. That actor had a condition where he didn't have I don't what's it keratin he didn't have any keratin so he had no hair or nails yeah. which is what keratin which is. like your hair and nails is made from keratin what character was this the actor from the hills have eyes he was born with hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia so it's a rare condition uh, yeah absence of sweat glands hair fingernails crazy can you google what fingernails is made out of I think it's keratin carrots Carrot eaten. Yeah, it's keratin. Yeah. Yes. Is that what fingernails are made of? Yeah, and your hair. How's your hair? My hair doesn't feel like fingernails. When you die, your hair and your fingernails still grow. I'll beat the record, so. You will, eventually. There we go. <laughs> when I'm dead. Um, a snake's scales is made, of, is made of keratin. So a snake's scales is made of the same thing as that fingernails. That your fingernails is made out of. And a rhino horn. And a rhino horn, is it? I thought that was like ivory. No. No. Well, it's mad. Just look at them. Built from (laughs) keratin. From keratin. Look at your nails. Fucking mad. They're lovely. The longest fingernails ever (laughs) were the aggregate length. So this is on one hand. So all five nails together. Were 358 inches, which is about 30 feet. So about six foot long on each finger. Oh, there goes that dream. <laughs> the pain of that, like. The weight of it. The weight of it as well. But imagine someone just tipped off you. Yeah. Like it just. Oh. Yeah. Imagine a nails being fucking six foot long. Taller than y- yourself. In China, um, you might see a lot of Chinese people and their, be- their pinky. Uh, has a really big nail, mm. really big. You'd see a lot uh, on at the poker table. Have like a pro- like proper big, nearly the same length as their their pinky. It's a sign of wealth, is it? Yeah. Why don't you have one? It's pretty. I have a really small one. <laughs> <laughs> the sign of poverty. <laughs> the sign of doing all right, just ticking over. Uh, I didn't know that. Mm. How are you doing? Why is it the Guinness Book of Records? Like, why is it Guinness? Like it, Guinness drink? Like, is that the sponsor? Yeah, I don't of it? know. Like, or is it just like a name? I always like, thought because it's these kind of conversations that you'd have in a pub. So Guinness oh, was yeah. like, do you know what? We'll set Make the record straight. Like yeah, but then maybe I'm way off, and maybe it's just somebody who went off and and. But it's just so yeah. It's embedded in my I, head. You know, that I always thought of that. Like, is it Guinness the drink? Mm. So the idea for the Guinness Book of Records was born in County Wexford. Oh, so Sir Hugh Beaver, who was then the managing director of Guinness Breweries in 1951, 
he was out shooting by the River Slaney. Uh, he missed a shot at a bird called the Golden Plover. He got into an argument with someone else who was part of his shooting party. They argued over what was the fastest game bird in in Europe, the Golden Plover or the Red Grouse, apparently were the two suggested. So that night they were back at the, the stately home, putting their feet up and they realised there was no way to settle this argument and there was no book where they could look up what the fastest and whatever of everything was. So this was the germ of the idea. And then later on, a uh, Guinness employee, Christopher Chataway, recommended some friends of his from college, Norris and Moss, Ross McWhirter. They ran a fact-finding agency in London. Uh, they're twin brothers. And so Sir Hugh Beaver commissioned them to be- compile what would become the first Guinness Book of Records. It was called the Guinness Book of Superlatives and Now Records. That came out in August 1954. Wow. That sounds like dinner for schmucks sort of stuff, doesn't it? Imagine being so rich that you're out game hunting and then you commission these two random people like, in England hmm, to find what out. What are we doing there? <laughs> yeah, isn't it? <laughs> Let's commission these guys to find out what's the fastest game bird. <laughs> what the fuck? I like, think it's a pigeon. Oh, it must be a pigeon. Ah, oh. Well, that's, that's a record straight by making a record book. Uh, who has the longest <laughs> fingernails? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. Filthy rich. So it's not good that they were Guinnesses. Well, it's the Guinness they were family. Blo- yeah. yeah. Oh, it is the Guinness family in yeah. the 1950s. Yeah. Sir Hugh Beaver. No, sorry. He was a managing director of the Guinness breweries. Hugh, Hugh Beaver, Beaver, by yeah. the way, is a great name. No, it's like Sir Hugh Beaver. Hugh Sir Beaver. Hugh Beaver. Sir Hugh Beaver. Sir Hugh Beaver. Sir Hugh Beaver. Sir Hugh Beaver. For short, just call me Su- Sir Hugh Beaver. Sir Hugh Beaver. <laughs> Full name, Sir Hugh Eyre Campbell Beaver. He was an English South African industrialist. Of course he was. <laughs> of fucking course he was. Jesus Christ. Ha ha! If you show me a bit, I, I bet you I could, without looking, I could draw a picture of him. He looks like the Monopoly man in Ace Ventura. I bet you he has colours that are way too big for his neck. And he has one moustache and a bowler, a bowler hat and a monocle. The, the only picture I can see, he has no moustache or hat or monocle. He doesn't look like much crack though. He doesn't look like a man who would go on a folly of commissioning the publication of Can I say book about, uh, of world records just to settle a bet or to looks like fucking no, Winston Churchill or something. He looks like a man that doesn't smoke tobacco in a cigar, but it's just bubbles. He looks like he should wear glasses. When I see old people in old photos like that that are like posing and they're not wearing glasses, I feel like they should be wearing glasses. Like sometimes you know, a face looks bare with no glasses. It's like missing glasses. Yeah. You just think like, but if someone's old, like it's... Yeah. Like, you like, know, he can't see. He can't see. I don't think there was contact lenses back then. So like, definitely, maybe just took his glasses off for the mm. shoe. He was mm. out in Wexford game hunting. He was. <laughs> what do you mean game hunting? Just like... Shooting birds. Shooting birds. Wild birds. You can't be at that. You can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> if your name is Sir Hugh Beaver. Oh, is that a... A red herring. <laughs> so that's where it started from. So it is Guinness. It is Guinness. Is it Guinnesses or just Guinness? Guinness, the Guinness family. Like, is it, would you say the oh. Guinnesses? Something that belongs to a Guinness yeah, person. Well, you'd say the Guinnesses. Imagine your that's name like was the, Guinness. The McGuggins or the Conway. It's the Guinness family, but it's like if you lived on their road and you were chatting about the gossip Guinness. like that, the Guinnesses. Yeah. The Guinnesses is a very long The Guinnesses is like it's it's too much. So I'd say people would have just mm. said the Guinness lads. You uh, mentioned someone 
should have had contact lenses, but they wouldn't have had contact lenses back then. Made me curious when the contact lens was invented. Do you know who first, the first recorded concept of the contact lens, who it was who came up with it? Guinness. Leonardo da Vinci. Really? Amazing. What a man. Fucking yeah. hell. What a man. But he didn't do it. It was just kind of like a drawing. Yeah, it was just an idea. Yeah. Kind and of like a, a helicopter. A couple of hundred. He yeah, didn't yeah. patent it. A couple of hundred. <laughs> he didn't patent it. He's on the patent that, yeah, Leonardo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to go back in time and talk to these people. Yeah. Like Leonardo See where da Vinci. Head was that like? What sort of person he was? Yeah. What level he operated on? Like, would he have been much crack if his head was full of thoughts like, I can make glass circles tiny glass circles for people to see it through all where was his head at yeah we don't think of that stuff no I'm not trying to help anything is everything already made is there anything else to be invented I think there was definitely something else to be invented but I think it'd be not going to be a far throw to try and get something together because there's so much shit like because back then fuck all fuck (laughs) all the world was (laughs) contact lenses fucking Lovely jubbly. I mean, if you send me back to the, the 1400s where the pair of shoes, that would blow people's mind. Huh? I feel like shoes? everyone would think of, like, walking around their bare feet saying, just get <laughs> something to cover this, like, yeah, I mean, sort of. They would have had, to, I suppose in the 1400s, they would have had some sort of footwear, but yeah, it wouldn't like, have been, like, they would have just had thick leather soles, but it wouldn't have been... The shoe, like a runner, wouldn't it be a fucking big runner air, with an air max? <laughs> yeah, imagine going back with a pair of blading Harachis on. Look at this shoe, <laughs> and it has bubbles of air in it. Pair of Harachis, <laughs> Terence Power gun, <coming. laughs> and a pair of Harachis. Look at them yokes, they're 1400s, fella. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you could just go back with a slice pan. Oh, they'd yeah. be very impressed. Yeah, yeah. go back with Ant, blue roll. Tin of fish. Yeah, fermented fish. Melada. Melada. A packet of ham. A packet of sliced ham. Just even the packet. <laughs> Just plastic. plastic. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Forget the ham. Anything. A sandwich bag. Huh. How long do you think the sliced pan has been around for? Uh, it's got to be since... Like I think in, in packaging? And or let's say the first time commercial... It was a commercial endeavour. A machine sliced a loaf of bread for sale. I would say I'm thinking of Sandwich so Lord Sandwich which is where the name Sandwich came from it's actually a person so I'm thinking whenever Lord Sandwich this made the sandwich which is probably and now I'm just guessing but I'd say it's 1870s I'm just looking up uh, Lord Sandwich He's actually Was he John Montague Sure Lord Sandwich He's the fourth Earl of Sandwich Oh the Earl of Sandwich <laughs> Isn't it so funny That everything that was made Is a second name Yeah So apparently he was uh, He was playing cards Didn't want to leave the, the table To go and eat his dinner So he asked for His roast beef To be put between Two slices of bread So he could eat it With his hands Everyone's <laughs> just sitting around Going You're fucking mad man <laughs> <laughs> can't be doing that man that's fucking nuts you're disgusting <laughs> man what do you mean put it on man stop don't do that man I don't give a shit give me gravy and all <laughs> <laughs> give us a packet of crips as well on the side <laughs> what man apparently that may or may not be true oh. which yeah um, but it may anyway that was like the 1700s no the, the slice pan was much later hmm. like they're still getting the header and the idea of the sandwich give them a chance to get used to that before they start 
if looking for the convenience of the slice pan. Well, I said 1870, but there's no logic behind that guess. I'm just thinking of wars. Like sandwiches would have been perfect packed lunch for wars. And also schools. Schools are a relatively new thing as well. So it'd be good for going to schools. I'd be good for going to work. So I'm thinking the Industrial Revolution kind of 18, 1800s. 18- logic, yeah. Yeah, you having some of that? Yeah, yeah. 1928 in Missouri. Stop. A man named Otto Rothwider. Rothwider? Iowa-born, Missouri-based jeweler. He'd been trying for years in 1917, so 11 years before it actually happened, a fire destroyed a prototype and all his blueprints. <laughs> this is a great line. <laughs> Read this on history.com. He also faced scepticism from bakers. Those damn bakers. They thought factory sliced loaves would quickly go stale or fall apart. And they were wrong. The first review or report on the machine said that some people might find sliced bread startling. But typical, <laughs> that's real scary. Ah, <laughs> ah. That's fucking, that's so scary. <laughs> oh, get that out of here. <laughs> What? Put it together. Put it back together. I'm freaking out here. Oh. But the typical housewife could expect, and I quote, a thrill of pleasure when she's <laughs> when she first sees a loaf of this bread with each slice the exact counterpart of its fellows. Oh, of its fellows. Is that what? Is that is that a quote from him? No, that's um, a quote. A quote from the July sixth, nineteen twenty eight edition of. The Chillicote Constitution Tribune, which I think is a local paper that it was the first place to do a review of his slice pan machine. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that there was no sandwiches during the First World War. I'm shocked. In tinfoil, like. It, it wrapped up in tinfoil, yeah. <laughs> do you put your bread in the fridge or in the press? I have a bread bin. The fridge? Stick it in the bin. Yeah. No. Is that a thing? Oh, so this is a new... Uh, thing that I've learned the missus just said it just stays fresher in the fridge and it does you get a good extra a five or six days out of it one. it's weird isn't it you put it in the freezer forever me missus's ma keeps it in the freezer for when she's making toast and then just takes it out and makes toast with the frozen bread that's fucking dangerous I know people who do that yeah you know people that do that as well yeah, yeah. that's mad yeah isn't it do you know what I do sometimes what do you do to make a toasty I put the bread in, toast it, take it out, put the fillings on it to melt the cheese. I just put it in the microwave for t- 20 seconds. Does that work? Yeah. Darren, you might have just changed my life. There you go. And it d- doesn't go soggy around. It's only 20 seconds and the, the cheese is melted. Make sure you have one of the microwave things to go over the plate. You know, the... Oh, yeah, the like little dish like. cover thing, yeah. Change your life, man. I, I think you, you may have. There, there is one. What? The invention of the microwave toasty. Toasty, uh, toasty <laughs> I mean, bags. I thought you were just going to say the microwave. That was pretty impressive. Toasty bags are good as well. If you, <laughs> you have them. I just don't understand. A toasty bag is just pointless. You just, you putting toast into the toaster anyway. No, but you're putting the whole fillings in to the, in covering the sandwich and then putting it in the toasty bag. So if you do a ham and cheese in a toasty bag, toast the whole thing and melts the cheese and everything in it. It's proper toasty. And it doesn't drip out the bottom? No, because it's in a fucking bag. Don't trust that. I like the microwave one. I'll keep that. Even though I think it might dehydrate the bread a little bit, does it? Slightly, but like it's not really that noticeable. Okay. Someone's going to fucking kick my door in later. 
Would you make me microwave me sandwich for? You fucking idiot, you. Put tin foil around it. <laughs> Stick a fork in just to keep it in place. <laughs> just throw a spoon in there as well, like, and then put it on a hundred. People, I mean, when the microwave force came out, people were sticking chickens in it. Like, you can cook a whole chicken in it. People were sticking turkeys in it. Like, because they used to be bigger as well. They You could stick anything in it. It will cook anything. But it will just be not so nice. But when a force came out, everyone was just roast ham, roast beef. Everything in goes into the microwave, yeah. And then everyone's like, what the fuck are we doing, actually? Yeah, the oven's grand. And then, boom, there goes the air fryer. Yeah. You'll be saying that in a few years. Used to cook fucking everything in the air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> Salmonella. <laughs> Who invented the air fryer? <laughs> Just to bring together two of the topics of this episode, world records and sandwiches. The world's largest sandwich. What, yes. What do you reckon that weighed? In tons we're talking here. Tons. Tons. What's that way in tons? <laughs> that's an empty. No, I don't. Zero. <laughs> that's an empty plastic tub. What would that way in tons? It's a bit of blue roll. Not even a ton. I obviously. <laughs> Not even a ton. <laughs> no. What decimal of a right, ton? Right, Joe, you have a guess. <laughs> if if we're talking tons, I mean, what is it? A sandwich with two slices of bread and just loads of fillings, or is it a, a big long baguette? The ingredients were mustard, corned beef, cheese, lettuce, and bread. I'm going to say the weight of a car. Tons. I don't know what a car weighs. What's a car? car's probably like one ton. So there, there goes the blue roll out the window then. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's that then? It weighs almost twice what the average car weighs. Close. The average weight of a car is 1,300 kilograms, which is 1.3 tons. The largest sandwich ever weighed was... 2,467 kilos made by Wild Woody's Chilling Grill in Michigan the Americans are 68 kilos of mustard 468 kilos of corned beef 117 kilos of cheese 240 kilos of lettuce and 1,600 kilos of bread but why? Why? What a records man you do want for a record was it literally just to get a Guinness book of records like we could do that we could do that we could. We I could. Thinking, I don't I want to. We could make the biggest bomb of all time. I'm wondering, was that just two slices of bread? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Two slices of bread and a load of fucking... But it could have just been a really long baguette. But it'd have to be as long as Grafton Street. In America is... Would they, like, have a slice pan? Like, obviously they do, but, like, is it as... <laughs> it's not the way, like, the Irish are really, like, have to have, like, a slice pan in the gaff, like... Yeah. Bread, all, listen, all times like the bread over there is shy is it the butter over there is shy the cheese over there is shy crap like the Irish food top of the chain is class really is class like the standard the beef in Ireland is probably the best in the world because our grass is so good because of our climate and the cows eat the grass and and it's just uh, whoa Oh, I'm going for a steak after this. I'm going to fuck. It oh, was no. two giant slices of bread. What? There's a picture of it. Loads of lads dressed like astronauts putting the bread on top. Oh, they're giant slices of bread. And now, yeah, I, I thought you were going to be like standard. Okay, so there, that's not just a slice. That's not a slice of bread. That's like the size of a car. It doesn't even look like bread though. No. No. It's like big mad cake. Yeah. I think we could do that. The largest chicken fillet roll in the world. Do you know what? Let's do it. Years ago... When Can I'm, you make that happen, producer, on? 
Can we break this Guinness? Can we get into the Guinness Book of Records for the largest chicken fillet roll in the world? You ask me that like I have any idea if I can make that happen. The pub I'll boy give him my best shot. The okay. pub I used to walk that. in. That's all I need. When I worked in the pub years ago, they ran a chicken fillet roll competition in it. Mm. And it was like, it was a big ass chicken fillet roll. And if you add it in such and such of time, you didn't have to pay for it or whatever. And uh, it was it got like you know, fucking media coverage and everything. Yeah. It was mad. Popped up my memories the other day. And in the media coverage, I was working in the pub and I'm just holding the chicken fillet roll. <laughs> <laughs> in Philadelphia, there's a, you know, a Philly steak sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's a steak sandwich that was just kind of cheese. originated in, in Philly. Yeah, with cheese and stuff on it. So there was this place and they done a nice Philly cheese sandwich. And they, want, they were like, how do we become the best? Like, how do we get more people in? So what they done was they just charged a premium for this one sandwich, which was like $150. And because it was such a high price point, David Beckham and everyone came. All these people came. They have to try this $150 Philly cheesesteak. And there's nothing special about it. It's just a Philly cheesesteak. Nothing special about it. And then it becomes the most popular restaurant in Philadelphia. And then because everyone just comes. Because it's just so expensive and it gets all this media coverage. And I think, wow, $150. i have to get that. Like, it must be fucking special. Yeah. Roy, chicken fillet roll. Biggest one of our, in, in the world. What are we talking? I mean, you've got to be talking. I, I, I'd say... A 10-foot chicken fillet roll with 50 chicken fillets would be the biggest in the world. Easily. And even if it just held that record for one Guinness Book of Records and someone just made it an extra inch, doesn't matter, you're still there. Mm. Yeah, you'll yeah. still have held the world record at some point. such and such. I'd say 10-foot would do it. The thing is, chicken fillet rolls is very Irish. So to present them with a chicken fillet roll, yeah. like that probably like, we don't know what that is, so okay. Who, who says you can't do that so let's go yeah who do we ring what do we do I'll figure it out I've just been looking there's a whole process you have to go to there's loads of forms you have to fill out and that'd be gas you have to put in your submission and then they send out uh, and who comes out adjudicator Adjudic- yeah. that's the one adjudicator I have a few here now weird ones that I came across most Rubik cubes solved on a skateboard <laughs> like just on a skateboard Why like someone that? obviously Solved the Rubik's, Rubik's cube standing or sitting, but like they're gonna. There's, a, there's actually a fucking one for uh, being on a skateboard while doing it. Like, and a fella called George Schooley solved 500 <coughs> cubes in under one hour while on a skateboard, beating the record of 300. I can't even do one. No, I can do one side of one. Yeah, but this in under an hour, 500 Rubik's cubes. Why? Pretty, I just what, like on a skateboard. What are you doing <laughs> with your time? What are you doing with your time? And it's the skateboard moving, or is he just standing on the skateboard? I didn't look. I didn't look in that deep. I just thought it's pointless. It's just such a useless thing to do with your time. Like if I had two hours to kill. Wait, how long? How long did it take? There's a oh. World Cube Association, and there's all different Rubik's cube disciplines. So you got your three by three by three cube, your two by two by two cube, four by four by four cube. Five, six, seven. You can do it one-handed uh, in the fewest moves against the clock. There's something called a pyraminx and a megaminx. I don't know. So there's all different shapes of Rubik's cube. It's not a cube if it's a. S- no, I submit okay. to you that we have barely scratched the surface of competitive Rubik's cubing. Oh yeah. It seems there's a lot going on here. This is the tip of the iceberg. Yep. There's <laughs> a man in the kitchen and a man in the kitchen and he has a van.
I seen you done the last year's sketch. The last years. And you never even seen it. Well, I thought that I didn't know anything about it because I didn't play the game either. Like, you didn't so, play the game or no, no, or watch the series. But I think it, it would be in the last two or three days I watched four episodes. Ah, no way. What a program. Serious. Isn't it? I'm kind of jealous that you didn't play the game so you don't know what's going to happen. I have the remastered version of it for the PS5 on my catalogue of games. Yeah. And I was going to play it like I really wanted to sit down and play that game. Like, uh-huh. And then the series came out and I was like, well, it's obviously based off the game. I want to yeah. watch the series like, and enjoy that and then maybe go back and play the game and relive that with myself. So The Last of Us is a big final boss at the end, isn't it? It's the only game that I cried watching it. Yeah? I cried. I, and I'm even saying watching it. I played it. It's the only game that I cried playing. It's so good and I'm so excited for for this season and I'm so happy that it's brilliant. It could have yeah, been so disappointing. Been, like It could have been so disappointing. It's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And it, it's flawless, the show. It's just to look at. Mm. Oh, like I mean, the scenery of it, like everything. So gorgeous. Yeah. Immaculate. The settings. I, I just, that's what's amazing me. It's, it looks so real and dingy and, and, and crap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the scenery. It looks like a proper post apocalyptic world. Yeah. Like Even there's no, the, the, oh, I can see in the background that they're proper towers. The buildings, the towers that are tilted, like, and they're just ready yeah. to give. I even love the storyline behind it that it's possible. That if the world heats up by an extra two or three degrees, mushrooms or fungus, fungi will need to find a different ecosystem to live in. And it chooses like the human body that can yeah. withstand those temperatures. Like that's even believable. Mm. Like that's, that's possible. Like that could possibly happen. One gripe I had, maybe it's explained in the game or something, I don't know, but when there's one of the early episodes when they're driving on a highway mm. and the the grass on the edges of the road, it's wild, it's unkempt, but it's not venturing across the road. So supposedly in 20 years since they didn't cut the grass, the roads are still fine. It's getting a bit mossy. Getting a, a bit a mossy. A little bit mossy, yeah. But I mean, I would have thought... It'd be, be more, a bit more overgrown. The roads would have started to break up. The roots would have started coming through it. I think they say within only a few years, plant life would start taking over again. Much quicker than you'd expect. Mm. Oh, sure. I, I have a garden and the paths, there's just the weeds, that, they that, find a way. The fucking high grass. They find, the weed finds a way, man. Every corner of the paths is just like, Mah, we're not getting through. But if I try to grow a plant in my house, yeah. it's just like, I'm so wilty. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, how can you survive in the wild if I can't keep you alive in a little plant pot that I'm watering? There's leaves outside my gaff and they just look like heads of cabbage. <laughs> and I don't know what to call them. Do you know that way? Probably head of cabbage. <laughs> like, who the fuck put cabbage seeds down? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that there's a seed and is well, but like, a some things. Pot, yeah, yeah. And carrots. I used to think carrots grew on trees or bushes or something. A carrot is like the root. Where did they grow? The roots, they grow underground. And then like the leaf of the, the carrot is what grows up on the top and then you pull them up and it's like, what's up, Dak? And that's the carrot. So I was giving out there about the grass not being cut in the road, yeah? Mm-hmm. Maybe someone was cutting it. Oh. 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Good. I'm, I'm sure there's enough YouTube videos and podcasts about the Easter eggs in The Last of Us that someone has probably figured out there was some fella going out <laughs> on the M50 cutting the grass. So things that would, little things like that, that would change if humans disappeared. So I found a list here. It's from a YouTube channel called Mind Warehouse. Good name. 8 million subscribers, can't be bad. Pretty good. Feel no, there. They did a video on what would happen if humans completely disappeared. Here's 10 things. Number one, obviously, the lights around the world will shut down within a few hours. Within 10 days, pets and farm animals will start to die out because of starvation and dehydration. A few and weeks later... they don't later, have a human to feed the dog. This is where it starts getting grim now. A few weeks later, adorable small dog breeds... Pugs. They're not, it's not small. Not adorable either. Well, it is adorable. They'll be hunted down by bigger dogs. Oh, that dogs. Is that dog on dog action? Shit. For the uh, food. Yeah. Within a month, cooling water at nuclear power plants will evaporate, leading to a series of explosions much stronger than Fukushima and Chernobyl around the world. Within a month. That's terrifying. After a year. We won't know. The thousands of satellites in space will start to crash back to Earth. Would the they? I was only going to, I was wondering about them. Like, what keeps them going around? And would they not go off into space? Like, would they, are they closer to Earth's gravitational pull than they are to the external? I think Matthew McConaughey keeps them spinning. Does he? In interstellar, yeah. Just blowing them. Mm. <laughs> Murph. <laughs> okay, right. Interesting. Here's one related to my complaint. A quarter of a century after man's disappearance. So in The Last of Us, what are we, 20 years in? 20 years, yeah. 75% of the planet's paved city streets and paths will be covered in vegetation. I suppose in the when they leave the quarantine zone, they go into Boston, it is pretty much covered, isn't it? It's very, very much so, yeah. yeah. Cities like Las Vegas and Dubai will be lost to the desert as the desert returns, takes them over. After 300 years, metal constructions like the Eiffel Tower and steel bridges will just crumble away. How though? Rust. Because nobody was there to maintain it. Yeah, no maintenance, yeah. Is yeah. there so someone just spraying? Swamps that would have covered large parts of the world and would have been got rid of by human intervention like dams and uh, rivers and so on, man-made rivers, they'll reappear. And then the final one is that after a few thousand years, the only thing left will be stone buildings. What about There'll boards? No other trace of humans. Would boards not survive? Hmm. The animals will survive, yeah. Why dogs only getting it then? They're the weakest. Well, they'll get it too, but I think the list just picked on dogs. Mm. I'd say well, swamp yeah. animals as well. I'd say a crocodile or an alligator would survive. They're, they're already prehistoric, aren't they? They're from the the dinosaurs. Yeah, they'll all be okay, yeah. Boards. Mm. Certain fishes. Because in the show, episode three, Yaman is breeding animals to survive, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of stakes in that. Yeah, yeah. That's not really a spoiler, is it? Nah. <laughs> we'll tell you what happens in the end. Only us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked episode three. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. great. Like brilliant television. Like Nick Offerman, just uh, astounding. Brilliant. Do you know, I I was concerned about it because without giving too much away, it's a bottle episode. It's not going to be significant to the rest of the storyline. Mm. It was a bottle episode and it was only the third episode in. So I'm like, hmm. And he kind of, they don't know where to go with this. It's just like a, 
post-apocalyptic hike mm. through fucking Route 66. Mm. That's what I didn't like about the Mandalorian. Each episode was kind of just off on their own, doing their own fucking thing. Pedro Pascal as well. Mandalorian. Plays the Mandalorian. Ant in The Last of Us. Oh. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's the Mandalorian. <laughs> what a waste of a great actor. Covering his f- everything up like that. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Some great TV. He's a great actor. Well, he's great The Last of Us. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. His, his facial expressions in The Mandalorian is great. Yeah. <laughs> is it really him? Yeah. Well, there's, there is the odd scene where he has his helmet off. Yeah, well, then he'd probably... And it's Pedro Pascal. That would be him. Sometimes you can see hands aren't the hands that belong to the actor that the hands are supposed to belong to. You know, like where was the actor that they yeah. couldn't just like you come here, Pedro? Do you mind just hanging around here and just like get a shot of your hands grabbing him by the yeah. by the chest? And it's just like some girl's hands like grabbing him with nails. Do you ever notice watching like um, a film or a program and it's like a close up shot of each character and then there's a Wyatt when it goes to the Wyatt, they're doing something different with their hands, mm. like they could be like. Doing like putting their hand up to their face, like, but on the close up shot, that's instant, like, that second, yeah. The hands are down. Do you ever notice all that? Yeah, man, continuity. Like, in one shot, they'd be lifting a cup up to their mouth, and, they'd and then it cuts cup. to the other shot, and it's down on the table. Yeah, you're like, oh no, yeah, it's so annoying, so annoying. Yeah, so there's YouTube channels dedicated to it, is there? And a fucking TV show, Movie Mistakes. I used to go on the Mitch from school and I used to go to Waterstones and the Jervis and there was a whole section just called movies and there was a movie mistakes book that I used to always go in and I'd just read it I'd be like oh no way and then I'd go back home that night and I'd watch that film and look for that mistake there's loads in Gladiator as well all of them there was like you'd want to you didn't have the internet so if you make that mistake now it's amplified YouTube channels dedicated did you know in, your in Gladiator <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do watch it though. Yeah, so do I. So there you go. That's the end of uh, the episode. Thanks for stalling it. Uh, get out. Tell them what stall it means. Stall it. If you don't know what stall it means, stall it means like, come on. Come on. Will you stall it? Stall it. Forget what you're doing and come over. Yeah, we didn't even make that up. That's a, that's a saying. It's a team. Come back since we're kids. Years. Stall it. Stall it. I thought it was still a team. So did I. Until somebody told me recently that I was, oh, I haven't heard that in years. I was like, really? It never went away. I'm never always saying stall it. head anyway. I still say stall it, Frank. Stall it. <laughs> uh, well, this is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we have a bonus episode every Monday and the main episode is out on Wednesdays at 1pm. And if you liked it, maybe a mate might like it. You might know somebody that has the same sense of humour as you. Why don't you pass it on? Send them up. Send that on to them. Send it on and then say, Here, isn't that fucking gas cooking mad? Mad am I mad? Real, real funny, like talk about mad things and all. Is it an original <laughs> though? It's a Go Loud original podcast, and Go Loud is the home of Irish podcasts, the home of air podcast as well. It's where we live. Oh, we live here now, paying rent. Bye. See you later. Talk to you. Later.